Hi, I'm Christine Dorr, owner of Neococo. And I'm Tammy Tan, owner of Spice Home. And we are co-owners of Kitchen 519, our shared-use commercial kitchen in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome to Lettuce Wrap, a podcast about food, food business, and the people who work in the industry. Today we have Naffy Flatley from Taranga Juice. Hi, Naffy. Hi, Naffy. Hello, ladies. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so happy. Christine, how do you know Naffy? I know Naffy via La Cocina. La Cocina is an incubation kitchen in San Francisco for primarily women who want to start food businesses. That's where I met her. She's a fellow La Cocina. Graduate? Yes. Graduate from La Cocina. Yay. <laughs> so you're, you're not in a La Cocina kitchen now. You have your- oh, no, I'm still, okay. I'm still there. Uh, you don't do any of the classes anymore. You're past all that. Yes, yes, so. yes, yes. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I have. So, Taranga juice. Yeah. Tell me what Taranga means. Mm-hmm. Taranga is a Senegalese word. Um, from West Africa, and it means hospitality, friendship, camaraderie. It's like the way of life in Senegal. It's the way that the Senegalese people live their life on a daily basis. So in Senegal, when you talk about Teranga Senegalese, it's the way that people get treated when you are welcome to someone's home or you are welcome to the country when you first land, all the way that people treat you. And so it's like a philosophy. It's a philosophy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an art. It's an art, like a way of life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that leads, so you came from Senegal. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you immigrated to the U.S. Yep. Uh, how yep. long ago? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And, and you're raising a family here. Yes. Yes. So. yes. Yeah, I have three boys. And a business. And a business, yes. Which came first, the boys or the business? <laughs> The chicken or the egg? Um, (laughs) Well, I actually had my son first, uh, my older son, who just turned nine last week, actually. And um, when I, um, after I had him, he was born kind of uh, early. He was born about a month early. And from, you know, living in the San Francisco Bay Area, we were living in, we we are still living in the city. And having to live in what income, it's hard. It's really hard, you know. And so I worked throughout his first year of life and being preemie, having appointments and trying to take care of him was really difficult and hard. So I, you know, I quit the job. But then a few months later, I found, I figured out that this is not going to work. I won't be able to, you know, s- uh, take care of my family with just one income that my husband was bringing in. So I started brainstorming, thinking and trying to figure out what is the best way for me to bring this second income. I have a marketing and uh, advertising uh, background. And that's what I did when I worked in the Silicon Valley for the for the years before he was born. And, you know, f- found few jobs here and there that were in my field. But some of them, when I tell them that I needed a couple hours off during the week to take my son to speech and occupational therapy and stuff, it doesn't go any far, you know. This, and, you know, that was like, you know, almost 10 years ago in that time. The workplace, it was just, you are 100% available, do your work, that's it. Family was like no, no mix in it. In, yeah, in the, no in balance. The picture. No balance, yeah. No you flexibility. Know. Yeah, so I just I just said, this this child didn't ask to come to the world. He didn't ask to come early. So I need to really be responsible and take care of him 100%. So that's when I quit my job. And then I started actually to uh, look for another alternative, like I said. And speaking to my mother... She said, why don't you start your own um, business? <laughs> you know, she just like said saying, 
you know, you don't have to work for people. She pretty much didn't work for anyone. She worked for herself her whole life. She had her own business in Senegal. And so she said, why don't you bring something from home and sell it here? Wow. And I said, something from home. Like I'm trying to think like, what is it? African fabrics, you know, because she was, she was a designer. She would make African clothes. And so I'm like, ah, I'm a horrible, horrible seamstress. I cannot even sew a straight line. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to do anything like that. So we started thinking about different things. And she said, what about the juices we were making back home? Because we used to sell the juices in the market, have people selling it for us in the markets. And kind of when I was in college, I was making those juices when people had potlucks, people had events and stuff like that. They were asking me to actually make those juices. Mm -hmm. And that's actually some of the stuff that I'll bring as a contribution. And so I said, oh, well, I like making juices and they are tasty. They are good. And it's something that I've always had, she's always made for us since we were little because I have sickle cell trait. And so with the sickle cell, she was really being creative in making juices that will help us actually uh, take uh, good nutrients in our bodies, you know. And so, so I said, well, that's a great idea. So that's when I pretty much Teranga was born with, you know, all the different steps that uh, <laughs> went along with it. Um, let's get to your juices. I know. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> let's try some teranga juices. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Talk about it. I mean, yeah. the the special ingredient there is very Singalese, right? Um, it's uh, well, it's Senegalese, but I could say it's African. It's grown from Sub-Sahara Africa. You see it in Sub-Sahara Africa all the way down to Madagascar. It also grows in Australia. And I was told a few years ago as well, and I did some of my research and I spoke to some people in India. There's also a part of India that it grows in. And you're specifically talking about Baobab. Baobab, yes. 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 The <laughs> yeah. Baobab tree. Yes. yeah. yeah Which uh, if I don't know if people recognize the tree, but it's beautiful. It's the, yes. like a big tree with these crazy roots yep. come up. And, and it's I, even called the upside down tree. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's also pretty common in uh, Southeast Asia yeah. as well, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I've seen it's I think people might recognize it as like the Tomb Raider yeah. tree that's yep. on the temples. It grows temple, everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, what do you get out of it? I mean, it's a considered a fruit, like people eat it because it's sweet or is it not sweet? I mean, I don't. It's a fruit. Um, you know, the fruit is wet. Like, you know, when the, when the fruit just started it before it's ripened, it's moist in the inside. But then for it to be ripe, it pulls back out all the water out of it. And so you get a dry fruit. It's super, super dry, just like a chalk. It's it's completely edible when it's, it's dry. Completely edible. When it's not dry, mm -hmm. it's still it's it's still wet. You cannot even eat it. Oh, and this is it's common to eat this. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it's super common in uh, especially in West Africa. There are some parts of Africa where it's not part of their diet, mm -hmm. but um, in a lot of different places in Africa, like West Africa, East Africa, South Africa, and uh, some parts of uh, it only grows actually in the west part of uh, Australia. You know, the indigenous they they eat it. It's part of their diet as well, and um, it's a sweet sour tangy, nerdy, earthy. Oh. If you've had tamarind, you already almost had baobab. It's very similar to it. Every time I have someone try it, they always tell me, oh, this, this is almost like tamarind. I get that a lot. And other people tell me it feels like it's a, it's a tangy marshmallow. <laughs> mm. oh, I have so many different descriptions here. Tangy marshmallows. Wow. You know, <laughs> so it's a really unique 
fruit and the taste is just I mean it's 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 a very good taste. I love the taste. I mean, I've had it for my whole life. So when you bring it into the Bay Area, mm-hmm. how is it brought? Is it the fruit isn't brought in, is it? No, no. I mean, it's 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 hard. You yeah. have to have to break it and it's like, yeah, so I have it processed by woman that my mom grew up with in Senegal and also the, I have different um different different uh producers like people that I get it from. Yeah. And so and so some people um what I do, I have this woman that group group of women that actually have kids and other people because baobab is not owned by anybody. It's community owned. So when it's harvest time, which, which happens once a year, a lot of people in villages or the area that they are in, they go together and then they get them down. Sometimes actually before even that, the, 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 the animals will actually eat, like, eat it. And it, some, a lot of them will also fall down. It's actually also called the monkey food. In French, le pain de singe, the bread, uh, monkey the bread. monkey bread and stuff like that. So it's because the monkeys really like it a lot. So, so that's why it's called pandesange, monkey fruit, or monkey bread. And so uh, a lot of times, either the elephants or the monkeys and other animals will kind of uh, have it all fall on the ground. So when it's harvest time, people in the community will, will gather together and then go pick them all up and they will sell it. And then when they sell it, that money pretty much goes to the community. People use it oh, again. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Do you worry that uh, you won't have enough product ever? You know, it's, 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 it's been in the talks in the last few months or years because in the last five years, I guess, because it's been picking up a lot. People are starting to know mm-hmm. the virtue, how baobab is good for you. And so, and there have never been a plantation because these trees have been around since we've been al- right. in this world. They're just there. Yeah, they've been there. And so now the government in Senegal and other parts of uh, the world where they grow, they are starting actually to think about starting plantations. Like in Senegal recently, the president um, teared down a whole bunch of baobab trees in the area. And what they did, they pulled them out, some of them, and they are repent replanting them in some other areas but then other people are taking actually the actual seeds and trying to grow them and then grow new uh, 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 like in Madagascar they have what they call the avenue of the baobab where it's only baobab trees all around they're oh. trying to mimic something like that how long before it bears fruit it sometimes uh, it takes a couple of years sometimes yeah for it to, to but then once it starts it's every year it's harvest oh. once a year. Huh. It's harvest that's, once a year. That sounds like, sustainable. Yeah, I see like in Senegal, um, upper hemisphere. So it's between November all the way to April. That's the harvest time. And then... Oh, that's quite a long harvest. A long, yeah, it's very long. And then and then right now, uh, and up until October, it's in South Africa. They're doing in Australia. It's harvest time. The other way around. When, yeah. when, when the fruit is harvested, is it preserved in some way? I mean, how... Or is it because it's constant, because it's, you're constantly harvesting, so then people are just constantly using it, right? Yeah, people are just constantly using it, and it's yeah. just coming down every single time. So, like, in a, in a tree, you can have, let's say, maybe in one tree, you can have up to 100 kilos, which is about 200 pounds or more. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes during that time, you have maybe 50 kilos that are already ready. And then the other 50 kilos are about to get ready. And then they, some of them don't always get ready at the same time. And then the fruit is better. That's why the harvest time is that long. It's like from 
November all the way to April. By April, there's nothing anymore. It's all gone. It's all finished. Does it matter different which time of the year that you get it? Is it consistent? No, it's, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It just it depends on what region you get it from because uh -huh. the the uh, the uh, um, the nutrient dense and content kind of changes slightly depending on what area. Is what is that dependent on? The soil. Okay. And the the, the the latitude, altitude, the altitude where it's grown, and also some of the the baobab trees are short, others are super tall, and yeah, it depends on the, how the water gets to. How about age? Like how old they are? The, the age so much. I haven't told that with the age, the it it has any influence in it. But I need to look maybe into it a little bit more because the same baobab tree that I've been eating from is. This has been the same throughout my whole childhood. So I haven't really noticed anything that much different. And it's a tree that lives a super, super long time. Right now, just a couple of months ago, the oldest one they found is in Kenya. And it's 6,000 years old. Super, super, super old. So yeah. you, what you're saying is your juices will let you live till you're 6,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> So getting back to your mom um, helps you source uh, the baobab and how is it processed and brought to the Bay Area? So so, so you get the pod. So it's like a cacao pod shape style uh, fruit. And so you just break it just like a cacao pod, you know, and then inside you see all the kind of marshmallow like uh, fruit pod inside. And then you just take those out. And then there are a lot of fibers that actually hold um, the, 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 the pulp inside. And then, so you just, there are two ways. You can eat it, eat it straight, just like that with the seeds inside. Or you can actually have a machine that grinds it and make it a powder form. So the powder, powder form has been taken. People like it that way because it's easier to transport. It's easier to preserve. It's easier to just, uh, uh, use it. A lot faster. So how do you get it? What form do you get it in? I get it in two different ways, both ways. But then a lot of times in the powder form, just because it's a lot cheaper and easier. Uh, but then the only thing is, uh, if you if you get it in the powder form, you just have to make sure that the powder is 100% pure powder and it doesn't have any like uh, fillers. Filler, yes, fillers and things how like that. How do you know? How can you tell? Uh, well, because I get it from... Oh, Same specific direct. people okay. direct all right. the time, so they know what I want. She's and, direct with the source. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and to me, like it's just it makes sense to get it directly to the source because I'm also supporting them directly instead of going through a middleman. You know, I mean, my mom's friends and family, they've been harvesting it for a long time. And you, you know them? You, yes. You visited the actual trees? Oh, and the actual, I, I mean, she grew up with people, them. Yeah. <laughs> I used to dance around those trees. Yeah. <laughs> I used to sit next to those trees and then have my grandfather tell us all these like, horror stories about <laughs> things that happened. So when I go by, oh, I'm like, ah! I remember when I said, <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, it's, 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 it's a, you know, the baobab tree is also a place. It's not only just a tree to a lot of uh, neighborhood in, in wherever neighborhoods they grow from. It's also a place that people gather, you know, like when there are uh, community activities or there are uh, things that happen in the village, like naming ceremonies. 
people will go and go around and the 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 vabap tree and you know call out names for if they are having a naming ceremony or weddings or if let's say something is happening in the neighborhood and they want everybody to gather someone can just go stand in that main vabap tree and just hit a, uh, a drum and everybody says oh it's by the vabap tree everybody has to go and gather there and then oh my and whatever goodness. news has to be said you know they'll tell people about it right there and then oh my goodness yeah it's, so it's a it's, lot of history yeah. and a lot like of you know the new we community yeah places that you see yeah <laughs> the baobab tree is where the we work is oh <laughs> 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 oh my goodness that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's it's a place that people just got i mean like i remember when i when i was little one time i'll tell my mom Oh, I'm looking for someone. She said, "Just tell them to meet you by the baobab tree." Right. Nobody will get lost. Right. Everybody knows what that means. So there's only one tree per village. No, or? it's a whole bunch, but there's one particular one that, that everyone knows. That 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 that's that's the pick, that's the baobab tree <laughs> that people pick because it's either the biggest one or it has like a shape that none of the other ones has. So it's just like one that happened to be in the middle of the marketplace. you know and that's where uh, a community was built um so getting back to your juices um when you created these juices um are they your family recipes or did you like had to americanize it for this audience both oh. both yes um some of them were made like especially the pura vida which is also called the pir which is pure pir p i i r which means pure in uh, in Senegalese um was the one that I was used to drinking when I was a child but then I didn't like it because with my sicker cell my mom just wanted us to have like the straight so we get all the nutrients that the baobab has to offer but we didn't really like it very much so this is like one that base that we use for a lot of meals that we make in Senegal a lot of um uh, juices that people make is like the base so and then people my mom especially studied because we didn't like the pure one she started coming up with different flavors like she would make popsicles you know she would make ice cream she would make all kinds of stuff just to get us to eat a mother would always find a way to make their kids take their medication <laughs> you know so she started kind of like coming up with certain flavors like ginger in africa ginger is a big thing people really like ginger hibiscus grows there right there in our backyard tamarind Like I was saying earlier, we have a tamarind tree in my house. Moringa, we had that also at my house. So we'll, she will just mix all these different things. And so when I came to the United States and then when I started a business in 2016, what I did was I kind of like looked at the recipes and then trying to kind of customize it to the American palates because that, you know, different from back home. And so like as far as the sugar, as far as the intensity of, the content of the baobab the hibiscus the tamarind how much i need to put in there so i had to really do a lot of focus group which meda la cucina and then friends and family helped me go through all those different uh, uh focus group to kind of finalize the recipe at the end so it's a mixture of both yeah and and you're so lucky too because the trends for like the hibiscus flavor and ginger flavor and tamarind is actually really trending really, really yeah especially here in california yeah yep yep <laughs> And yeah, so let's try the pura vida. Yes, yeah, yeah, let's try the pura vida because we're this, going pure first. Yes, let's go. <laughs> so you didn't have this one when you started, right? Because I haven't had this. Um, 
not so much. I didn't really promote it as much because when I first started it, a lot of people didn't even want anything unsweetened. So I was trying to get them to drink it unsweetened. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were just saying, oh, no, I need to have my sugar in it. So this just tells you, you know, the oh, cream. Yeah. You know, I recognize it yeah. from so, the other ones. From, from the other ones. Mm-hmm. So this, yes. When you have this first, mm-hmm. now you can have in the background what actually the baobab taste is like by itself. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. How close do you think this flavor is to eating the fruit, I guess? Very close. Okay. Yeah, I try to really mimic it so it's exactly the same way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I, I, I drink it every morning, really. This is like one of my, um, one of the favorite, I, the flavors I didn't like as a kid, but then as a grown person now, I really like it a lot. It's, it's you know, it's actually a, a, a really easy flavor yeah. mm-hmm. to, to drink. Mm-hmm. I pick you up a little banana. Yeah, I, it has sort of that, that creaminess, right, mm-hmm. that that Nafi was talking about. Yeah. And um, it's not as strong. I, I don't know why. I Maybe I had it in my head with tamarind. Mm. So I thought it was going to be like, oh, my gosh, pucker sour. sour but it's yeah. not. And the sourness is pretty subtle. Yeah. And um, so, so you can see that you can use it in a lot of different things. Like in Senegal, you can use it in your salad dressings. You can use it to thicken sauces as well, too. Savory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like last year, I've used it when I was making um, gravy. And I added to 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 kind of thicken the gravy instead of using something else. Oh. It was super healthy gravy, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, thickened with baobab fruit pulp. So yeah. is is baobab actually? I mean, I don't know. In my head, I think it's always with um, sweet or dessert like items. But is it also used in a lot of savory dishes? It is also used in the savory dishes. Like I have this dish that. Um, I made, uh, and it's actually going to be in the La Cucina cookbook. It's called the Mafe, and it's like a peanut butter dish with uh, onions and tomatoes and uh, spices. Mm. And so I thicken it with uh, the baobab fruit. Oh, is 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 it like peanut soup? I mean, I know it's like a peanut soup. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's very yeah, famous. it's like a, yeah, <laughs> peanut peanut sauce soup. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, and then now let's try the uh, the ginger one. So, so well, you came. You have diff- different little names. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So the Pura Vida. So the ginger is called the Terango Strong. And this one, I actually didn't know even how to call it. And my son came up with the name. He tried it at first and then he said, Mom, why don't you call it? This is so strong. Why don't you call it uh, Terango Strong? So what's the what's in this one? So this one is baobab, mm-hmm. white hibiscus, and ginger. So you can smell the ginger really very well in there. Actually, this is one of my favorites. Yeah. When I first yeah. tried it, I love the ginger and mm-hmm. hibiscus. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I love ginger. And, and so, so, so the white hibiscus kind of balances out the uh, flavor of the all the spiciness of the ginger. I do put a lot of ginger in it, but still, you know, when you try it, you like. Mm-hmm. You can still drink it without burning your throat. You know? What's the difference between white hibiscus and the red one? The color? Other than <laughs> could be. <laughs> no, actually, um, there's slight difference between the white and the red. The red one is a lot more tangy and has a lot more vitamin C. Uh-huh. That's what I was told. And also, the white hibiscus helps with um, hangover. Oh, <laughs> with the red, I, you know? I was told. I you see, it's funny you tell me that because I don't drink. So people who've had it told me about it, and also back home, 
people who do drink. So Taranga Strong will be good for hangover. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. Yes. And so also uh, the white hibiscus is a little bit more floral than the red one. The red one is just more sharp. Yeah, the red one is sort of what I'm familiar with and I think it's also very common in Mexican food, you know, they they call it um Jamaica. Jamaica. Yep. Yeah. And so it what I'm used to with that is like tamarind is yeah. the tangy, right? Is the- you know, you see the funny thing, I'll tell you a little story about La Cucina when I first started it and I made these juices there. Um someone from the kitchen came and said, "Is this Jamaica?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Where did you get that from? Why are you making stuff from it?" And I said, "Oh, we have it in Senegal." He said, no, 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 no. This is from South America. It's not from Africa. <laughs> so I oh. think her. we always tease each other because she said, you know, you stole, you stole our, our flower. I say, no, you stole our flower. It's not in Africa. Africa is the oldest continent. It's so amazing how things have grown in different parts of the world and we all use it exactly the same way. In Senegal, we use the, hi- the hibiscus, the Jamaica. In Senegalese, we say bisap. B-I-S-S-A-P. You know, it's a very famous name that a lot of people actually use. Even the French people use BISAP, say BISAP as well. And so, you know, we use it to make juices. Somewhere all the way, a couple thousand miles away, they're also using it like that in, in, in Mexico or in South America, just to, 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 to summarize it. Small world. It is. You know, world. at one point, I'm sure it was one and then everybody was just using it the same exact way. So now, now what are we trying? This is called the love portion. This is my favorite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the love portion. So this one has red hibiscus and mint. So this mm-hmm. one, the name comes from my husband who said that uh, this is the first juice I had him try. And he fall in love and, you know, the whole... Oh. I always I always laugh every time. <laughs> People ask me, does it really work? I said, it does work. Try it. And then at Palmer's Market, people try it and say, oh, I'm oh, so much more in love with you. <laughs> uh, or, or someone is standing next to them and they turn around and say, run away because I'm going to be in love with you. <laughs> so it brings conversation. It's pretty sure. funny. It's pretty cute when I just have people kind of pl- uh, playing the game, mm-hmm. you know, and other people say, oh, love portion number nine. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about that until someone told me that. And then I Googled it and I started li- listening to the songs. I didn't know there was something called love portion number nine. <laughs> so I, I kind of learned stuff with it. Any regrets on naming them the way you did? No, actually. It's pretty fun because every time, well, let's try the last one and then we can like go around with all of them and then mm. we can talk about it because um, someone, every time I'm doing a demo, I said, um, I have the Pura Vida, which is just plain. And then I have the Charanga Strong, which is hibiscus and ginger. I have the Love Portion, which is red hibiscus mint and then the happiness blend. And people always say, do I want to go with love first or happiness first? <laughs> or do I want to stay strong for the rest of my life? Or do I just want to be pure? So people like kind of like put that sure, together. Play with it. Play with it. And then it's, it's nice. And that kind of makes me feel like, oh, well, then the names all rhyme together. They yeah. just yeah, all they fit work. together very well. This is my favorite one. Okay, which one? This is, this is the happiness blend, which is baobab, tamarind, and nutmeg. Ah. Yep, I really like oh. this one. I always love tamarind. Tamarind is, has always been something that I always like, just eating raw without even mixing it with anything. Now, that one tastes very different than the others. Mm-hmm. It's very different, actually, yeah. yeah. Do you purposely have us try that one last? Or you have people try that one last? Because it's my favorite. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's 
So when you use the nutmeg, are you using like dried nutmeg? The, I grind the fresh one. Yeah, you grind the fresh one. Because I tried using like the powder one. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You, you don't even taste it. You don't even taste the nutmeg at all. When I'm f- tasting this, it reminds me of actually um, of like nutmeg fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know in, in Africa, but in Southeast Asia, they'll take the actual fruit, mm-hmm. out, you know, that surrounds the nutmeg yep. and they will pickle it. Mm-hmm. So it has almost that, that flavor because of all the uh, the baobab and the other flavors yeah, no, I surrounding use, it. Yeah, I use the fresh, fresh, fresh um, nutmeg. I grind it by hand and I let it soak so it all gets in, in, in it. So you infuse it and, and then you take it out or you leave it in? I leave it in because, I mean... Apparently, you know what someone told me that uh, nutmeg is aphrodisiac. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was like, well, let's leave more in it. Then. <laughs> no, so, what are some of the common questions that people ask about your product? Um, they always uh, say, does the love potion really work? <laughs> Can I buy 10 of these for my wife? For my future wife? <laughs> will I be happy, really, if I drink the happiness? And I always tell them, yes. Yes, it will bring you happiness. And who can look at you and know that that's not going to be true? <laughs> you know, I drink it all the time. Yeah. How happy I am. Yeah, see, I'm smiling and laughing all the time, you know. So, I mean, a lot of the questions I always get is... Um, how did I start this business? Why did I start this business? Mm-hmm. Is this really my business? And um, how courageous I am to start a business in this time, you know. And also people always asking me, how do I get the product here? You know, the, the raw material, because the raw material comes from Senegal and um, also South Africa. Well, and people, that's like, do you give that kind of information out? I've even had people ask me more specific questions, but you know who's asking you the question that's part of the industry and who's not part of the industry. So people who are part of the industry, they'll ask you really specific questions. And someone who's just an ordinary person that just wants to buy a juice, you know, will ask you really much more simple questions. Like people will ask me how much baobab, like what the exact quantity of baobab per (laughs) bottle. I'm like, if I tell you that, I might as well close the doors. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a high percentage. Baobab. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> it has a lot of baobab in it to make a difference where people can really benefit from what the baobab has to offer. Like uh, when you drink it, you see a difference. You feel more uplifted or you feel the vitamin C is kicking or you feel in your stomach it's working. You know, I mean, I made it in a way that it's going to be beneficial for whomever drink a whole bottle because one bottle is actually one serving. I mean, like the other thing I always tell people also, you know, if you want to get more out of it, you know, let's say you have a cold or runny nose or something like that. Add a cayenne cayenne pepper in the red one and add more black pepper or black pepper in the ginger one. And you will see it work like immediately. It will really help you. The tamarind, not so much because it already has, you know, nutmeg. So you can just drink it as is. But like the health claims that you have, Mm -hmm. do you ever run any problem with that? I mean, they're known. For many, many, I mean, it's not something that I, I, I came up with. Yeah, right. It's been around forever. Everybody knows that the baobab has a lot of different uh, nutrient benefits. I don't have any claims on my bottles, really, per se. Um, I just, do, do people challenge you on that at all? Like people so? always say, why don't uh-huh. you put this? People really wanted to see it in there. I mean, uh-huh. they, they know what the baobab is, what the benefits they get from it. Mm-hmm. 
but i said it's all depending on me doing my own testing and have having documents to back it up right and that's a whole other level and that costs a lot of money yeah. so right now i'm focusing more on branding on letting people know about who i am what i'm doing and then work backwards on that area you know once i have enough funding right to be able to do that but that's definitely part of the plan oh absolutely yeah since day one i mean actually i put it in the my first label had claims in it and when i did the pfr <laughs> the you know, mm-hmm. inspector looked at me and say ha ha <laughs> how do you where do you back this up you know how right. do you back? even like just those little short stories that you put in the back mm-hmm. you have to back up those with really solid things with them you know so i didn't want to have any issues i didn't want to have to be delayed you know i just said i'm just going to be minimal basic and just say what um i think would kind of attract people to my products and then go from there um another question for you uh, about business wise do you have a business partner no i don't except for my husband who helps me in the background you know but it's like a one woman show i'm the one pretty much doing everything morning till night and, time <laughs> and that's just fine well at some point he's <laughs> going to yeah. be like ah pulling my hair you see my hair is not even braided right now <laughs> i've i've had my hair like this for a while uh, just because i don't want to pull my hair off <laughs> but uh, but you think someday you i would really that? like to get more help you know i mean this is a business that i started it because i wanted to be a family business i wanted mm-hmm. to leave it for my kids you know for them to have something to um lay on if you know if nothing else works out out there in the world and so um i would like to keep it a family business but having a partner is not a closed door you know it all depends do you have collaborations with other businesses Yes I do. I have a few collaborations. I've had one and I'm going to have another one soon with uh, Salt and Shock which you had. <laughs> it was exciting. Uh, <laughs> I had mine for almost a year with them which was really amazing. Yeah, I was that's a long time. so happy and a lot of times usually people have it one month and so right. but I had mine for a long time and I they just had an opening at their Berlin game and I saw uh Kimberly and we spoke and uh And then they're like, we need to do it again. Let's do it again. So we're going to do it again soon. The same. Wait, thing. what? Okay. What oh, the collaboration? Oh, yeah. I need to know. Oh, oh yeah. Flavor. Well, you know, we, we, we had a, um, uh, a ice cream with salt and straw. And this is the flavor they had, the Terango Strong. Oh. The Baba White Hibiscus Ginger. It was one of their vegan um, ice cream. Oh, they made it into an ice cream with, uh, what's the base? Base. It's just bar- that. Just and then they put uh, coconut milk. Ah, coconut milk. Oh, yep, wow. it was a good one. It was a really good one. I no didn't wonder like they had it for a year. That yeah, delicious. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Do you have like other products in mind past the juices? I actually do. I have. Ta-da! Oh, I was hoping you bring those. Oh, oh my gosh! We're so excited. Boom, boom, boom! Energy bars. Oh my goodness! I also made energy bars. These oh, are wow. my these are the new addition to the family. Oh these are these energy bars that I start making and they were featured in the ABC news. So there are four flavors, a goji berry flavor, cacao flavor, sorghum flavor and a pine nut flavor. Um 
So as we're looking at the packaging here, it's really neat. It's, it reminds me of who is it? Um, who puts all their ingredients on the front? Oh yes. Oh, RX Bar. Oh, RX Bar. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I always actually like doing this because it's easier for people to see. I mean, you know what ingredients? This one, this one has you know the nutrition facts and everything. Oh, okay. These are just the sample, some of that. the samples. You know, it has the nutrition facts and all that stuff in the back. This, yes. this is like a temporal label that we have right now. But um, they have all the, it just lists out everything. And what's nice about all of my product, there's no stabilizers. There are no like BS, just like Alex Barad saying, when I saw that word, when they said it, I'm like, this is so true. Just get to the point. Give people really healthy, nutritious stuff. You don't need to add any stabilizers. I'm always nervous when someone tells me that I can keep this for Two years, year or whatever, yeah, or two years I before I can yes. toss it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? What else is in there? Yes, you know, it freaks me out. Really, to tell you the truth, but these need to be refrigerated. It doesn't have to be no? refrigerated. It can be in the. Right. And you've done shelf life test on this? Yes, I did. I mean, I've been working on this energy bars for over a year. Oh goodness, this is a over a year work. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen you. I yes, think. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's been that long. Yeah. Bow bar, I love it. Yep, yep. Yep. The baobab bar. <laughs> baobab bars. Baobab. They are really tasty. You guys want to try some now? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. These yeah. are not. So the, are these for sale somewhere? Uh, yes. Yes. I have. your website? Uh, I have a couple locations that sell them, like a lot of cof um, coffee shops, actually. Um, what's their name? They're going to sell it to uh, Byright. Okay. And so right now I have a few coffee shops that have them that are selling them. Okay. Oh, you got the cocoa one. That's the cocoa one. Yeah, we need to start with the cocoa. We are in a cacao, cocoa, <laughs> chocolate, you know, chocolate uh, factory. Tell me how you make these by hand, right now. Oh Very gosh. hard. Oh, sure. I have a nice. It's kind of soft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the fruit that's in it. Yeah, that one has the cherry and mm, smells delicious. What's the kind of like the powder on the outside? Powder on the outside is the baobab powder, so oh. people can actually try Eat and it. taste the baobab powder. Actually. So you use it kind of also to help it not stick too, right? Yep. So it's like a two. You, you, you eat it and you lick the you lick the wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> Take all the all the baobab powder off of it. This one is the goji berry one. They're delicious. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm. What's the kind of um, the tart? What's the tart? Cherries, right? The cherry mm -hmm. and, and the, the baobab. baobab. Yeah, the baobab is very tart. Yeah, and um, so the one we're trying is uh, See, this one has this one has a lot of baobab mm. in it. Yeah, my it's husband great. loves to put a whole bunch of baobab in it, which I told him you don't know the cost. That's why you're putting whole. Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is that a case of uh, if you get a little bit more, then you know it's your lucky day. Yeah, well, no, no, it's we try to put as much as possible in all of them. So, but it's all done by hand. So this one is the goji berry one. This one is, I don't know, that's the sorghum one. This is the goji berry one. And um, so you're going for that kind of tart, um, fruity um, flavor, right? It's, it's actually very unusual compared to like, uh, I guess, your typical Cliff Bar, which mm -hmm. is always granola-y, yeah. sometimes no, a little dry. I just want people to taste the fruit, taste what baobab tastes like, everything. Yeah. This is the goji if you want to. That's the same thing with my juices too. Mm -hmm. You taste what the tamarind taste is like. You taste what the ginger taste is like. You taste what the hibiscus is. Every ingredient, you can actually say which is which in it when you try it. And the nuts are so nice in there, too. Mm -hmm. This is the mango one. And pine nut. Oh, mango. Wow. 
So what has been the reaction to these bars? Very welcomed. And I had a piece from ABC News that actually did a report on it, which really helped a lot. So people really like it a lot. What, what were they reporting on? Oh, they talked about it. Um, she talked about how... Like nutrition bar? Yeah, and then how I'm trying to bring Teranga to the United oh, States and okay. through the bars, how I'm trying to actually nourish the Bay Area to be healthier. And um, the, yeah, so it was pretty cool. This is how good it is. We are all silent, mm-hmm. just repeating <laughs> it. <laughs> I know. It's so good. There's so much to taste, too. So much going on. Oh, it's like delicious flavors. I mean, I'm now on my fourth one here. And and they're all so different, but they're all Mm -hmm. so flavorful. And they're not... um, Sometimes I'm really turned off by a lot of um, uh, energy bars out there. I feel that chalky, grainy. But um, they're... All like uh, there's nutty, fruity in there. Um, the the tang from the bob bop is just delicious. It's a great compliment to all of them. I think they're going to be huge. And it's a very competitive um, I mean, category. You see, the, the thing is, the funny thing, everybody's telling me any category that you've you've been, Nafi, it's been very challenging. The juice, it's mm-hmm. super challenging. Mm-hmm. The bars. I mean, I spoke to someone from Whole Foods way back. I I was four months into the. Uh, development and he said do you do you know how hard it is to get into the i said i know he said i said i went to fourth street in san francisco at the whole food there's a whole wall it's like half a block i know (laughs) all energy bars if you don't know ahead of time what kind of bar you want you're gonna be lost and i said to him minds are gonna be different mine not gonna be the same as any of these i said I, i i went one time and i bought 30 different energy bars and I tried every single one of them every day for 30 days and I saw the difference between their energy bar and mine. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, no, it's incredible because you mean even the all like you're competing against like the Lara bars, which are like all fruit, you know, the non-green bars, right? Yeah. But the flavor is it's it's incredible. It's mm-hmm. great um like contrast, mm-hmm. um the baobab alone is mm-hmm. a great selling point that's yep. unique mm-hmm. i think that's incredibly unique i mean your story and the whole promotion of bob bob the superfood yep is i that is i think that's gonna be the winner there thank you, thank you guys so i to me i think everybody needs to go out and look for these bow bars they are <laughs> fantastic thank you so do you find these differently than where you find the juices some stores only have the bars because less hustle with glass and shelf life because the bars are like nine months when we did the shelf study and did the shelf life we tried to really uh reduce the water content mm-hmm. the, the yep. water activity the and all that right. stuff that's what really gets you to but i still didn't want to do it in a way where i'm gonna get like a 18 month bar right to me i don't be- really believe in that so did you how do you know what what's how does nine months is that well it's we just try to look how much date do we need to use how much like uh, uh, uh cherries or whatever else in region how much baobab do we have to put to get it to that just so because you know even if you have a shelf life of 12 months really the last three four months are not going to be the best right for that product yeah you know so I've had energy bars where they had two, two months left. When I tried them, 
and then when I tried them, then they were like six months. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. And, and and I don't want I want people to be able to eat them just like right at that time. You know. So yeah. Any other things in the queue? Any other products? There's a lot. <laughs> oh really? I have a lot of ideas. I'm just hoping that I'll be able to come up with all of them. So what so if you have other things in the queue or other ideas, where do you see yourself in about 5 years, let's say? I really will see, want to see myself in my own commercial kitchen, being able to develop all my ideas, being able to produce from a place that I call my own and do all the things that you know, like produce enough to satisfy all the demand, all the needs that I have. Like that's really my goal. Like right now, just work on getting that location. This is like this beautiful place that you guys have here. So this is uh, the fun part that we have of all our guests for our interviews. Uh, we call it our rapid fire. You're supposed to answer it with just one word answers or, you know, a couple okay. words. Oh. <laughs> no, I think you're, you're going to be awesome with this one. Fire, fire the words. What's your favorite junk food, Naffy? I don't eat junk food. Oh, oh that's, that's a good answer. If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? I will be still doing, I am guess, most likely my marketing job, which was to train people. I, I mean, we, we used to sell either software or hardware. And then I used to train people and travel in a lot of different Microsoft offices to do trainings and then also do trade shows. I did 19 states when I was working. I traveled to diff- 19 different oh, states. <laughs> so, okay, what's the most bizarre or worst taste you've ever had? When I first, first ever had acai, I was like, <laughs> no. But now I'm a super fan of acai. I drink acai. I put it in my smoothies, my bowls, everything. What three ingredients do you always have in your kitchen? Baobab, uh, turmeric, uh, nutmeg. Well, thank you, Nafi. Oh, thank oh, you, guys. Juice. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, guys. It was super fun. <laughs> you guys are fun. Uh, where can we find your products? In a lot of, in La Cucina Kiosk, at the Ferry Plaza, Village Market at the Ferry Plaza, Rainbow, Berkeley Bowl, Gussie's Market, Canyon Market. I'm in a lot of different locations. Nourish Cafe, Angelina Cafe. I have a couple cafes as well that carry it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the list um, could go on the website, which hasn't been updated yet. But I need to update that. <laughs> oh, follow me on Instagram. You follow me on Instagram, you will see all the locations. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for your time. <laughs> we- Invite me again. <laughs> oh, we- no, we definitely will. I mean, because uh, we want to see your next iteration of products yeah, and yes. definitely taste it. So yeah. thank you for bringing in all the samples. You're too. welcome. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Let Us Wrap with Christine and Tammy. Thank you to our engineer and producer, Jason Anthony Guy. Please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. If you have any feedback or suggestions, please tweet us at Let Us Wrap Pod or email us at lettuswrappod at gmail.com. Take it away, Nafi. Until next time, it's a wrap!